When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Theatre Thoughts podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all traditional custodians of the land on which our episodes are recorded. Things. Top yeah. things. Maybe I should do you and you do me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, that'd be fun. Okay. <laughs> Did I put too much stress on? No, I love it. I love it. Okay. What? Wait, wait, do you want to go one for one? Yeah, sure. Three top things. Three top things. Okay. Um, top thing about Julia... I'm looking into the camera. <laughs> top thing about Julia Robertson <laughs> is... You're listening to the Theatre Thoughts Podcast, your backstage pass to the world of theatre in Australia and beyond. I'm Justin, your guide through the drama, comedy and pure magic of the stage from the heart of Australia to the grandest stages worldwide. Join us here for enlightening conversations, reviews and behind-the-scenes stories from the artists themselves. Subscribe for your regular dose of theatre inspiration and consider supporting us on Patreon for exclusive content. Follow us on Instagram at theatrethoughtsaus and ttpod underscore official and discover even more over on our TikTok, Theatre Thoughts Australia. So join us as we rise the curtain on a brand new episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. I have two brilliant creatives with me today to talk about a brand new production, The Lost Boys, which is coming to the Seymour Centre in November. So let me introduce them first of all. So we, first of all, we have a multidisciplinary performer, writer, director and producer who's the current artistic director of the award-winning devising group, The Little Eggs Collective. She studied acting at the Lee Strasberg Theatre and Film Institute and the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. Uh, past credits inc- include The Real Thing for STC, Wherever She Wanders for Griffin, and she's directed productions for Little Leg, including Pinocchio in 2018 and most recently Metropolis at the Hayes Theatre in 2023. It's Julie Robertson. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Very happy to be here. Yes. Um, <laughs> sorry, I don't know why I said yes for <laughs> you. <laughs> that was really weird. And then secondly, we have an interdisciplinary, that's a mouthful, uh, <laughs> artist working across performance, drag, sound and dance, Uh, Their practice investigates the use of movement, improvisation and sound in live performance to explore themes of perception, identity, connection and gender glitches. Their recent credits include The Tenant of Wildfell for STC in 2022, Pollen at KXT in 2021 and Petite Suite for Brand X in 2021. And they're the current recipient of the Martin Bequest Scholarship 
It's Eliza Scott. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. So great to be here. So now I've done my embarrassing little bio yeah. and camera. Now we can just get straight into that because that's <laughs> the worst part of the podcast episode. <laughs> it was perfect. I loved it. Well, I'm so excited to have um, you both here talk about Little Eggs because um, you guys have taken off in recent years, you know, with so many amazing shows under your belt. Yeah. Um, and now you're coming with The Lost Boys as well. Um, is it sort of like a new sort of venture for you with the immersive sort of element? Absolutely. I yeah. think that every project that we do is a new venture for us. Um, it's kind of become a prerequisite to do something that we haven't done before and something that is fiercely ambitious. Um, this was a project that has sort of been in the back of the little eggs mind for a couple of years um, and then bringing Eliza and Craig on board and saying, hey, why don't we make this a thing where everyone could be a lost boy and you no. could get lost in it? And what does that look like? And my eyes just went, yeah, we have never done that before. Perfect. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things that is uh, incredibly stressful, mm. um, but ambitious as hell and that makes it worth doing. I love that. Ambitious yeah. is what we're looking for, really. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Eliza, so what's um, your role in, in the production? Uh, I am co-directing and performing in the production. And it's not your first um, encounter with Little Eggs. Um, you kind of worked with them kind of recently before. Yes, yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to have Little Eggs produce a show at KXT in 2021. Um, and then I also teach and um, facilitate workshops with Little Eggs, which is honestly a treat and a pleasure. Um, and, yeah, we've developed stuff before. And I just think best best theatre company in town. Ooh. Yeah. Look at that. Burn it out. Burn it out there. It's happening. Uh, well, I guess before we get uh, too far into it, I'd love to know, like, for audiences who don't really know you're aware of Little Eggs and yourselves, the best thing to know about the two of you. So what, what's the top things you need to know about, you know, Julia and Eliza? Oh, gosh. Top things. Top yeah. things. Maybe I should do you and you do me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. That'd be fun. Okay. <laughs> Did I put too much stress on? No, I love it. I love it. Okay. What, wait, do you want to go one for one? Yeah, sure. Three top things. Three top things. Okay. Um, top thing about Julia, I'm looking into the camera. <laughs> top thing about Julia Robertson <laughs> is incredible performer, um, incredible singer-songwriter and writer. And you said one for one, but I'm jumping Okay, in. sure. And, um, there are no rules. <laughs> just like uh, brings her whole self and like commitment and passion to everything that she does. So like when you know that she's involved in something, you know, it's going to be good. Oh, that's so yeah. nice. Okay. Uh, three things about <laughs> Eliza Scott. Um, yeah. Eliza is someone who I've been super obsessed with both from afar and up close for a long time. Um, they are again, an amazing actor just as a base and then once I learnt that they made their own work and stuff was like that's even better um and just the also an amazing musician the lyricism of their work is so good um and then also just one of those human beings where I absolutely knew belonged in Little Eggs um because of their soul and heart and spirit and um, yeah, immense, immense heart for for people and immense capacity for people and community. And that's really important to us and to me. That was very, very wholesome. <laughs> I loved that idea. Well done. That was great. I'm going to keep that for future podcasts. <laughs> well, before I, as we get too far into it, I'd love to ask you, first of all, our theatre thoughts questions to kind of delve into your mind, 
and kind of pick apart little bits of theatre, cool. if that's cool. okay. Yes. Um, so because there's two of you, we'll do one for one. Yep. Uh, so I'll ask like one question. <laughs> the <right> and <laughs> then uh, These ones are rules. <laughs> ask one question and then like you, um, one answer, one answer, and then we'll go to the next question and so cool. on. Okay. First question is, what has been your favourite production you've seen recently? Oh, I saw a show last night called Big Dance. By, okay. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. Do you know, uh, there's a company called Dance Makers Collective oh, no, and they are them. an incredible um, dance company, but they they have a whole ensemble, the whole collective of dancers that they work with. And this one is like within their company, they've done all of, they've all choreographed different works using each company member. So you see all of these different shows by incredible people. Um, and yeah, I love dance. <laughs> so yeah. um, would recommend, and Emma Harrison is also a lost boy. Oh, <laughs> so there you go. She's doing it as well. But yeah, nice. that would be that would be the one that I've seen. Great yeah. answer. I like it. <laughs> um, Julia? Um, I just saw Slanted Theatre's production of... Boom. Boom. Yes, I went the other night. Yeah, yeah, I thought Tiffany did a really lovely job and it was just so great to see so many new faces on stage that I haven't yeah. seen before. All of them just bubbling with stuff. I want to see more from every single one of them. And mm. yeah, I just thought it was a really beautiful, cohesive ensemble and full of, you know, yeah, things that I want to see more of yeah. from everyone. So it was it was really nice to, to be there. And also I think it's like it's one of those things when you're really, really busy in life and you're mm. really tired all the time and you're sort of going, oh, do I have time to do that? And I was really glad that I made time for it. That's great. Um, yeah, it was lovely. What a great view. I'll have to cut that in a snippet and send it to him. I yeah. love that. <laughs> what role haven't you played yet that you'd still want to? Mm. Hamlet. <gasps> That's mine. Hamlet yeah. is like, I want to play Hamlet so badly. Uh, same. I'm <laughs> connecting I with you. you right now, Eliza. This How is, much? Yes. I'll play Hamlet. I want to play Julius Caesar. Oh, we're such nerds. Oh, I want to say Shakespeare ones uh, too. Yes. And I'm like, now I have to think of something that's not Shakespeare, but nice. we're nerds. Not just Mark Antony. <laughs> Hamlet and Mark Antony are like my two. Wow. Great yeah. choices. Great choices. They're epic. A friend of mine Bridges. actually did a production of Julius Caesar down in Wollongong recently, and they turned it into a beauty pageant. Um, so wow. it was like a murderous beauty pageant. <laughs> Going after, you know, Julius Caesar, I guess, was like the beauty Great. queen yeah. of it. And it was a comment on feminism and like pulling women down and stuff like that. And um, they got rave reviews. Cool. I really hope that, that they... That sounds wild. Yeah. yeah. I really hope they used Sophie Ellis Baxter in that. Met her on the dance floor. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> I was just like... Cool. So, so I'm ready. I'm ready for that healing butter moment. It's good. It's oh, good. Um, what about yours? I... <laughs> Lady Macbeth is a big bucket list mm. for me, I think, because... Um, the Scottish play is just one mm. of my faves. Whether I direct it or I play Lady Macbeth, I've always wanted to do that. I also want to play Iago. Mm. Yes. Um, because it would just be really fun. You're such a good Iago. Um, God, but what's not Shakespeare? Isn't um, this funny? I had Nikita Waldron and Ziggy Resnick on and I asked them this question. They said the exact same answers. No. They both, they both wanted to do Shakespeare people like Iago, I think it's because as an actor, you like... The, the, one of the first texts that you're ever introduced to as a child mm. and as someone who's interested in drama is Shakespeare. Yeah. So you have this like ongoing back of your mind sense of it. And like whether or not you enjoy doing it in real life, there's always going to be this part of you that has a Shakespearean character yeah. in mind yeah. because it's been with you since you were like 10. Mm. So I think, that, I think that's why it exists. But yeah. I mean, there are so a lot of, there are so many other texts that I would want to do. I just... I think I would love to do 
more Tom Stoppards. Oh, yeah. I'm like just the writing. It's just so yummy. Yeah. Um, mm. I love that. Mm. That's so good. <laughs> Name a play or a production uh, that left you speechless. I saw a piece recently in Avignon yes. called um, Le Jardin de Delicacet, which was Ooh, like... Oh, hang on. Let's say that. In it, Avignon. It, Avignon. In France. Yes, in France. I know where that is. Um, yeah. It's like one of the biggest theatre festivals in Europe. Wow. Um, and it, like they mainly commission new work and... Um, it's, it was an adaptation of Hieronymus Bosch's The Garden of Earthly Delights. And it was, yeah. I know that because, I don't know why it looked Marty, he wasn't in it. Um, <laughs> was that, that was Marty? my second year uni show. We did a production really? based on that. Yeah, yes. it, yeah, and it was like set in this giant quarry outside. And uh, it was just like about like the end of the world. And it was the most absurd thing that I've ever seen in my life. Mm. And I was like shaking with how much I loved it. Um, and it was so funny and yeah, incredible. That's so, great. Yeah. I love that. So good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going through like times in my life mm. because I feel like there are s- certain shows that shook me then that probably wouldn't shake me now, but yeah. were really important in like informing who I am and the artist that I am. Yeah. And I think, I think the f- one of the first ones that I can remember really shaking me and me loving was when I had to re- write a review of when I was 16 called On a Bound. Okay. Um, and I think it was an international touring show and it was about... Um, like prisoners of war and they hung people upside down naked with like bags on their heads. Mm. And I remember my mum sitting next to me being like, I should not have brought you. Oh, no. But I was so, it was also a physical theatre piece and I remember they had a big grate up the back. Yeah. Um, and well, maybe it was Australian. I don't know, but it was, it was one that just changed me. Um, and then I think in uni, I saw Adina Jacobs' Wizard of Oz at mm. Belvoir. Mm. And it was the first thing that I'd seen on a main stage that wasn't a play or, yeah. or wasn't like traditional theatre. Okay. And yeah. the design rocked my world. Wow. And the fact that you could just do things with design or with soundscape and like not yeah. make a play. Yeah. I was like, that's so cool. But then I think one of the most recent things that really shook me was A Christmas Carol. Um, that I saw in London um, at the Old Vic and it was like the most I have ever experienced Christmas spirit and like it snowed over the audience and there were like kids in the front like catching the snow and I just bawled my eyes out. Oh, wow. Like they passed food through the audience and stuff and that was like so traditional storytelling Mm, and ensemble-based theatre and the words are so beautiful. Um, But that one I was like... (laughs) So it's, it's funny how like different moments of my life just really rocked me but they were so vastly different in their kind yeah. of presentation of style right um sorry there's three i nope. did no, tick, tick, tick. i love it all yeah. what is your pre-show ritual or do you have a pre-show ritual i usually arrive and like do a long physical warm-up uh do a lot of just like physical improvisation and things like that because and then just like sit for a while mm. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean, my ritual varies depending on what kind of show I'm doing. Yeah, like, right. um, recently it's been a lot more dance work, so it's has been more along that line. But um, I don't really have a ritual, actually. I don't, I don't have, think like, I do a either. Ritual. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think every show that I do, I watch what the other actors are doing yeah. and I go... <laughs> <laughs> And I just do what they do for a while. <laughs> and then I'm like, ready. But Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, 
warm-ups have never been my strong suit. I always just want people to be together. I'm like, let's do it together. Yeah, let's like nice. hang out together. Yeah. Because I think my pre-show ritual is like making sure that we're all in the same play yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. arriving with my ensemble. Yeah. Um, it's always so important to, to and I hug mm. everyone and just make oh, nice. sure I'm like connected to everybody in the yeah. show. Um, and that we've all got each other out there. That's probably the the one thing that I would do. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the last question was, uh, which production would you most want to see coming to Australia? Christmas Carol did come. It did. Oh, it's coming back. Um, yeah. Vanya. It's, really it's on at the <gasps> moment. Andrew Scott? Yes. Yeah. Andrew Scott, Simon Stevens, one person show. I was meant to see it. <laughs> and I, I had to come home early. And it just looks like the most incredible thing that I've ever seen. Yeah, That's right. what I want to tour here. Cool. But they just announced that they're doing a national theatre live out version oh, of it and it's coming yes. out in February. So great. Thank you. I'm ready to watch Love it. that. <laughs> you will be there. At very the specific. <laughs> I'll be there like, yes, Andrew, speak to me. I'll yeah. come back to Andrew in a second, actually. Okay. I'm trying to think of like a big musical that I'd really love to see here. Oh, yeah. I think because, because some of the stagecraft in the musicals that you get to see overseas mm. where you're just like, it's mm. the monumental yeah. like mechanisms yeah. that are super awesome that we just don't really have even room for mm. here It'd be... yeah maybe it's Beetlejuice is Beetlejuice coming it's coming yeah it's, it's coming. coming it's yeah. definitely coming I'm Oklahoma so <laughs> Oklahoma <laughs> oh well the new the yeah. new yeah. one yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, talking yeah. to one of our previous guests today about that I <laughs> saw incredible. that and I cannot stop thinking about yeah. it it's one of the best shows I've ever seen yeah it's in well, maybe my it's brain. That one for me. I'd love to see that. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. You know, the funny thing about it was at the time it wasn't. I was really? like, what am I, what, what's going on? Do I like this? Do I not mm. like this? And I swear to you, there is not a day that has gone past that I haven't thought about it. Me too. I like yeah. those shows though as well where you just like, there's so much and it takes you like a while to be like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and those are the shows that you want to go back and see. Yeah, And that definitely. means that they've done a really good job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where you're like, now I'm hooked. It's like, yeah. it's so good. I would actually, I'd love to have a sleep no more here. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd love to yeah. have. Like, that was a mercy, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But I think the, the, the extent of the experience right. is just so monumental mm. that describing it to people who haven't been able to travel overseas and see it is it, you can't even begin. I'm always yeah, just right. trying to describe it. And I'm like, you have to experience it to, to sense the scale yeah. mm. of a work like that, where mm. I'm like, it's an entire oh. building. It really is. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't, you, yeah, I'd love that to happen, but that's the most expensive version of yeah. anything. <laughs> of any Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I was saying about Eliza, uh, not Eliza Scott, you're Eliza Scott. Um, yeah. Andrew, Andrew Scott. my father. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew. My relative. <laughs> Um, I had the sincere privilege of seeing him play Hamlet, and oh. it is oh my god, uh, it is hands down the best production of Hamlet I have seen. And I and I saw the National Theatre Live of Benedict, my my brother, yeah, um, playing because I love him, yeah, um, playing I saw Hamlet, that one too. and yeah. I think um, Andrew did a better job. Wow. I've seen yeah. clips of that of that one, and mm. like. I cry watching it. Yeah. Um, his Hamlet is like yeah. the way that he, it's like, yeah, it's just that nerdy thing where it's like, oh, I've never heard this before. But yeah. when he's like to be or not to be. And I'm like, <laughs> but also the way they did and the You're way so he right. speaks Hamlet, um, it sounded like English. If that makes sense. It sounded like not Elizabethan English. Mm. It just sounded like he was speaking plain English. Mm. And I was like, I understand everything word you're saying right now. Yeah, and that to me was just like incredible. It's a consolidated Hamlet for me. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. the best. So good. Well, yeah, thank you so much for answering those. They were great. They were 
probably my favourite so far. They were awesome. <laughs> um, well, we'll take a quick little break and then um, we'll talk about the Lost Boys. Cool. With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Well, let's talk about the Lost Boys then. Okay. Because I keep getting the Lost Boys and Lord of the Flies confused in my head and I go, they're not the same thing. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the Lost Boys. So I want to talk about the immersive theater aspect because I'm so excited by immersive theater. I've got a massive love for it recently because I had the pleasure of seeing the guys and dolls immersive experience in London cool. when I went over there um, because um, uh, somebody recommended it to us um, mm. and I was like, I have to go and see that. It blew my mind. Mm. I was fascinated by it because it was the entire space, the stages rose up and down and you were in the crowd and then the stage managers were the policemen who were moving you around. Cool. And then at the end, the actors stayed around and just did a dance party with the audience. Yeah. Cool. It was like... What is theatre? Yeah. Um, so I'd love to know uh, how are you approaching the. T- well, first of all, what are you doing with the text, and how are you approaching it? Yeah. Um, well, I suppose <laughs> how are we approaching it? Um, the it text is very much source material. Mm. So um, we've got Peter and Wendy by J M Barry. That's our what we're kind of loosely adapting from slash source material. So all, all the text that you will hear is brand new and the script is very much new and um, filled with physical dance, song and text and spoken word. Um, so that's how we're approaching the text. But in terms of the space and the immersive nature of it, it I think it will be almost similar to something that you may have experienced. Really? Mm. Um, because I think a lot of people have been asking us as soon as we announced that it was immersive, everyone's sort of like, how many rooms are you going to have? Is it like a haunted house? Okay. <laughs> and it's well, like, no, no, not like that. Mm. Um, but uh, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, you don't want to give too much away. It's hey, inter- yeah. But I think it is that kind of like existing in a space that mm-hmm. is um, liminal and changing, yeah. uh, that, that kind of immersive yeah, where you right. are being invited but – you can move if you choose. You probably don't have to if you don't want. Mm. That you will be sort of guided mm. attention-wise, um, but it's not going to be dragging people up onto the stage. Yeah, or I was just going to say because I know people no intense hate participation. Like that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Nothing like that. Yeah. More yeah. like you're at. I think the vibe we're going for is like you're at a really fun like gig or like party, like warehousey, ravey sort yeah, of vibe. Yeah. And then it just so happens that alongside that, these other elements are going on and yeah. there are these performances. And and there'll be moments of like, you know, you, you may feel caught up in it and then you may just want to watch from a really far distance and sort of 
it may be something that you can, you know, talk to your friends about and whisper in the moment. Yeah, or right. it's going to be, you know, all dark and just a single light. Mm. So, yeah, it's playing with that kind of immersiveness, yeah. that kind of experiential, letting it happen around you, within you, mm. above you. Yeah. Um, and are you going to do, like, the, the cabaret thing stickers on the phone? Are you going to encourage people to uh, film or are you going to be like a your choice? Sort of thing? I think we're actually... I think we're leaning we're towards the... encourage people. You can whip it out know. whenever you nice. like. Film cool. Yeah. Okay. Bring in drinks with them. Yeah. yeah right. To really feel like you're part of something and you're attending something and like... Yeah. Yeah, you're allowed to do that. Yeah, so. wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I've said that a lot this episode. I love that. I love that. Um, I love it too. <laughs> um, I'd love to know uh, why Lo- The Lost Boys? Where did it, this idea come from? I think it's it's been with me for a while and I think it's because um, to me that story is one of the best uh, and I think it's because it's dark um, but it has so much it, – it brings so much um, – light out of the dark and imagination out of the dark. And I feel like as we're getting older, so Mm. much of our life is full of darkness Um, and reclaiming that light gets harder and reclaiming that imaginative and that flexibility and that elasticity in our minds and, and how we see each other in the world. And that's exactly what Lost Boys is for me. It's, and it's also a place of just absolute unrelenting ferocity and freedom. And I think, as your body changes, as you get older, you feel more restricted and like you can't do certain things. And I think one thing that I've promised myself is that I'm always going to say, I'm going to, I'll learn how to do it. You Mm. know, I always want to find new things that are challenging me. And (laughs) this show is a challenge, (laughs) um, which is great. And I, and that's what I live for. It's just like, how can we, and and then I think the pride in, in that post show as well Mm. means that you can do anything. Yeah. And I think we want to present, our audience with that feeling Mm. um and say yeah like things get dark (laughs) and like the story is dark and the the concepts are really dark um but what joy you can get out of there and like pure elation and freedom and everything that comes from being a lost boy and the lost boys community that gives it to you Mm. yeah right it's so reliant on every other person in the community. And I think that's what Little Leagues gives me. Mm. You know, when I have that community of people around me who, you know, everything that we do is built on love and trust and urging each other to be brave. And it requires so much kindness um, to do that and to make people comfortable enough to take those risks. And we're so good at taking risks now. Um, But that's what the Lost Boys do. You know, they like take that risk, do that jump. Like, fly that high. Um, mm. And I think that kind of energy is something that we all really need right now. And mm. you do, I think little eggs and what you guys become known for is taking those risks, mm. you know, like Metropolis, making a brand new musical, mm. you know, mm. out of this um, really old film that mm. people might've studied or might not have even heard of. Mm. And what I heard from it was, you know, nothing but positive um, reviews from it. Thank so you. congratulations, first of all. <laughs> um, but then also, yeah, is is that something that you feel is at the heart of Little Legs? You know, being, taking those leaps, taking those chances? Definitely. And I think I think the exciting thing is that there are a lot more young people wanting to devise work than, yeah. uh, than I w- um, experienced when I was first leaving uni. And right. 
you know, I started devising work because no one was doing it at uni. And I was like, oh, we get, you get money. You get like 250 bucks to put on a show and you don't have to pay it back. Like, that's yeah. great. It's yeah. risk free. <laughs> yeah. um, but there was so much social pressure that I wanted to everyone to just burst out of. I was like, you know, you don't have to do the best Hamlet in mm. your drama society. It's you can do anything or, or you can try to be the best Hamlet. It doesn't matter if you suck, actually, because no one's seeing this <laughs> and you can take risks. Um, and then I think that feeling became a bit addictive. Um, so there are a lot more people doing it now, which is exciting to me because it is a way of working that doesn't rely on you alone mm. at your computer writing or um, very lonely processes of or hierarchical and divided processes of creation. Okay. I think it relies solely on community and that's the coolest thing ever. And mm. the I think my main thing for Little Eggs is that the, we can take the risks that we do because of kindness, respect, generosity, and trust. Yeah. And I think that that cult, generating that culture is the most important thing that you can do in generating new work. Yeah. Mm. Um, because it's a scary thing to do. Oh, it's, it's like it you're be burying your soul every day, being like, yeah. I don't know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and everyone's like, Yeah, it was great. <laughs> you're like, Yeah. Um, and that's really important it's a really important thing to do I think art is so exposing generally no matter what you're doing if you are doing Hamlet or something that's written really beautifully and has had tried and tested for 10,000 years or you're doing something that you made up last night it's equally as terrifying um, and as important yeah Mm. excellent well thank you so much that was great yeah this the production sounds so cool and i love immersive theater like i said so i can't wait to see what you do with it to be honest um before we wrap up i'd love to ask you uh the question i've been asking all our guests and i'd love to see your responses to it um so i'd love to know how you think theater industry has changed the theater industry has changed over the years and um how those changes have impacted the work that you do and the work that you create and take part in I mean, it's in, it's yeah, yeah. It's funny because like I feel like as a touchstone, I go back to Belvoir um, when Simon Stone was doing a bunch of stuff there, and when Adina Jacobs had that year there, and for me that was like when I was just kind of like seeing stuff and being like. I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. And that's like what I've been striving for. So I have to put it out of myself and then back in to understand how it's changed. And then I feel like it's gotten progressively safer over like the past decade, maybe. Yeah. Right. I think it's a difficult question in terms of like the, yeah, all these sort of different industries within mm. our industry. Yeah. Um, like I feel like independent work as I said a lot more people are devising and Mm. seeing that as a place of creation and that's really cool to me um, because I don't remember that being like available to everyone and it's great that you know places like Shopfront exist and they're supporting young people to do stuff like that yeah Um, and because I also think that's the the fastest way to learn about yourself as a Mm. creator Mm. Um, and yeah young people are just so smart these days um, so all of the stuff that they're bringing in, like, is so cool. And, like, the, the I learn so much from the Gen Zs that are coming up and from my students because um, they're learning at such a fast rate. So that's exciting. And people pushing form a lot more in the mm. independent sector, yeah, certainly, right. which is really cool. And, and in the professional sector to some point, um, main stage, I should call it, 
so professional. Um, <laughs> but I think it's nice when you have things like 25A mm. attached to Belvoir. So like good. that is something 25A. that didn't exist. Yeah. Um, and programs like that are just so important in um, supporting artists, not even young artists, just mm. any artists just any who artist. need to start yeah. generating and being seen. And um, I think it's, I'm looking for more reach out from the main stage companies yeah. um, to audition in places like Parramatta, like go, yeah, going right. out and doing more of that is always beneficial to our ecology. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that something like 25A is good at that, inviting applications into to be seen in that theatre space, just in the building mm. um, is a really great thing to have people, different people in the building all the time. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, that's so much of... Funding. Yeah, it comes from like a higher place. Yeah, it? and also like... It's got to funnel down. And for writers too. Yeah. You know, we've lost writers to places like London because they have development time. Yeah, exactly. They have people who are going, this is a really great script. We're going to spend the next year working on it. That's so good, isn't it? And it's like, that's what it should be here. But mm. we, we don't have the resources, so they have to go up quickly. And whether or not they stand the test of time, mm. it's like, yeah, it was a good show, but will it... But will it be part of the life? canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah it will be part of the canon. And yeah. I always want more Australian work as yeah. part of the canon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's exciting that Griffin's getting development as well. Yes, I think that's I can't really wait cool. To see one that happens to the fact that they have their own rehearsal yeah, space as well, I think oh, it's yeah. going to be so good because, yeah, it's about like. The architecture of living in that theatre space and knowing that this this room is mm. just below the theatre that you'll be performing mm, yeah. in, and it's the same shape, and like that's invaluable. Those so kind of much, experiences, isn't it? Um, it it affects you and how you create theatre. Yeah. Thank you so much for for those answers. That was great. Um, I'm I'm always fascinated to hear what people think about yeah. you know the industry and where the perspectives are because every single person has a different answer. Yeah. Every no one's had the same answer, which I love. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for for coming on thank and you, joining Jesse. us and, and talking us. about the Lost Boys. And I'm very excited yeah. to come yeah. and check it out Pumped. and get a little bit lost myself. Yes. Thank you so much to Julia and Eliza for joining us as our guests on the podcast. The Lost Boys from Little Legs Collective and Seymour Centre runs from the 10th of November to the 1st of December 2023. Tickets can be booked at seymourcentre.com or by following the link in this episode's description. This episode was produced by Echidna Audio. Follow them on Instagram at Echidna Audio for all their audio services. Once again, if you enjoyed our podcast, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and head to the link in this episode's description for our Instagram account, TikTok, YouTube and Patreon. My name's Justin Clark and I'll see you next time here on the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theatre community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theatre professionals, search the RISE Theatre Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheatre.org. That's theatre with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.